0: Most people settle because they don't know how to maximize the potential that God has given them. Welcome to the Thrive College podcast, where we help young leaders navigate the challenges and opportunities of their future and faith. Each episode, we'll be giving the mic to young leaders to ask tough questions to some of the world's most influential voices. We're excited you're here with us today. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Thrive College Podcast. I'm Dean Davidson, host of the podcast, but uh, really special today. I'm here just to be, I don't know, hopefully giving out some good answers. Interviewed. That's Interview, yes. Interviewed. Yes. Yeah, actually, Lisette told me that she's taking over the podcast. Wow. So yeah. you're, you're in charge. Host. <laughs> Before we uh, go into the questions, though, let's really quickly introduce. So I'm going to start with Lisette and go this way, and we're going to say our name, what internship we do, but then also what our favorite subject was in kindergarten if oh. you can remember oh, that far back, like, back what did you just love about i don't
1: kindergarten? even remember what i did yesterday so yesterday we'll see
0: okay well, we'll you're see. last so you have a second <laughs> time
2: Go ahead, oh Lisette. boy hi my name is Lisette. i am not the host of this podcast but i am just sitting in the in the spot that she usually sits in but um yes I do small groups with uh Granite Bay and so she's sell all things community and it's very fun back in kindergarten so I grew up homeschooled so I got no, to kind of do a lot of different things um but probably the one thing I can remember is my my mom would order these boxes that would come to our house and they would be like a Uh, I think they were called a Kiwi Crate or something like that. And you would build, like, some sort of uh, project. I don't know, each time it it came monthly – and uh, it was either a science project or a history project. It was something that had to do with the learning in some wow. way. But I love doing things with my hands and building and yeah. and crafting. So I feel like I don't know what subject that is. But um, <laughs> that was something I can remember was fun. That's so fun. <laughs> I well, enjoyed it. Yeah. Just nope. an
1: engineer. That's oh. right.
3: <laughs> yeah, future that's future right. engineer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My name is Leans. I am... Why did I just forget? I don't my, know. It's why did I pretty just forget simple question. my internship? internship? <laughs> uh, my name is Leans, and I intern at the Grand Bay Campus for Middle School Ministry. And honestly, I'd say I had two favorite subjects in kindergarten. One of them was nap
1: time.
0: Oh, you had Wait. nap time in kindergarten? Oh, yes. Uh, did wow. you not? I was homeschooled, so uh, I mean, maybe I did. I
3: thought I did. that was
1: like a preschool thing.
3: Yeah. No, oh. kindergarten. Because oh. I vividly remember the like... <laughs> mm. um like Do the you blue really? Bed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, and then, fact check you. Yeah, true. And honestly, I don't know if there's like an English class in kindergarten. <laughs> I can't remember, yeah. but I vividly remember me like having to repeat repeatedly like write like learn how to write my first and last name and i just like felt joy from that <laughs> wow, so that's... i guess you could say writing english
0: did you ever in kindergarten write someone else's last name you oh. know your mm. crush
3: no i honestly didn't start liking boys until i was like maybe in sixth grade
0: what oh. i oh. remember as a three-year-old like having crushes like, <laughs> really? so insane yeah it started early for me yeah, so. yeah. well I'm Dina I do not intern um, but if I were to intern ooh, where would I intern if I were to intern I think I would intern here's what I would do I would try to intern for one of the senior campus pastors and I would okay. just be like teach me all the things that I don't know mm. yet about being a See, pastor so oh. I'm not gonna say which one because oh. there are just way too many that's yeah. way too much pressure to put that on me um favorite was reading yeah i love to read yeah seriously like nancy drew that was my jam Mm. i don't know if you ever read some nancy drew books but yeah (laughs) no i wrote my name (laughs) reading fiction
1: um my name is ty i intern for granite bay for worship and um if it's playing isn't a subject i would say
3: (laughs) i would say i'd say probably art probably Art. Art.
1: art Art. I was kind of into the building thing too. I wanted to be an architect. I think when I was in middle or not in middle school, middle school. Uh, yeah. in kindergarten. So okay, yeah.
0: Oh, that's so cute. What kind yeah. of building would be your dream building? My
1: dream building? Yeah. Uh, probably something like really modern and probably simple. Something you know.
0: Okay, more the modern aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm more of a Greco-Roman girl, but I'm trying to love the modern. <laughs> totally. Okay. Yeah, you're like yeah, you'll grow. You'll grow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, officially turning it over to you guys. What questions do you guys have? Um. Okay, this one's about dating and
3: relationships in general. Yeah. How did you know you were ready for marriage?
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Do you ever know?
1: Uh, I was about to say.
0: Yeah, I... I don't know if I ever asked the question, am I ready for marriage? I also waited a long time to date. Okay. And so, um, I waited until I was after college to even open that, uh, question mark. So I kind of just never even asked myself that question. Cause I was like, I know people who are my age who have gotten married. Mm-hmm. Um, here, If I can switch your question a little bit, here's what I wish I would have known about marriage that would have helped me to be more prepared for marriage, if that's okay. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I probably never answered that question in yeah. my life. I was like, of course, I'm awesome. I'm mature. and <laughs> You know, there were actually a lot of things maturity-wise mm-hmm. that I needed to grow in. I think the first thing that I wish I would have realized about marriage is something I learned later from Pastor Kurt Harlow, which is that when you get married, you have the same fight over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I kind of thought going into marriage, like, all right, we will handle conflict. We will face this conflict head on, and that will be the end of that conflict. The truth is, in marriage, there are just probably going to be some fundamental differences between you, Mm -hmm. God's Wired, your, yourself this way and your spouse a different way mm-hmm. and so you're constantly going to be like friction against each other and it's going to lead to numerous disagreements like my classic guys like Shane and I have a rule in our marriage we are not allowed to hang pictures together like we're not oh, allowed yeah. to hang uh. pictures our first and greatest fight in marriage came from hanging pictures Wow! and it got we got like seven years into marriage this is a few years ago seven years into marriage and we were like <laughs> we have grown like we have just <laughs> we are more mature we are wiser and so I literally was like ha ha like we'll be fine right and he's like yeah I've two minutes in we were like at each other's throats like I was That's walking wild. out of the room was like oh my gosh so here's what I wish I would have known about marriage before to help my, me get ready for it is I would, I would have liked to know um, what Shane and I fundamentally differed in. I had some ideas going into marriage, but if I had the knowledge that you're going to have the same fight over and over and over and over again in marriage, I think would have paid a little bit more attention. Not that it would have changed my decision, mm-hmm. but I think it would have made a few of the first few years of marriage a little bit easier Yeah, because now... 12 years in, I think we're coming up on 12 years. 12 years in, I'm like, okay, this is something that I know is going to be a struggle for the rest of our marriage. I just want to get better at this fight. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's less about being like in a state of readiness as much as just having as much self knowledge as you can before you get married and knowledge of the other person. I think a lot of times, People that are not ready for marriage, there's some pretty easy markers like they're not ready to financially care for each other. So if you're going to put yourself in a position where it's just like not that things are going to be hard, but things are going to be damaging. Like you're going to have to put so much financial stress that it's going to put you under this strain. That's just not wise. Like probably, probably you're not ready and yeah. wait till you're in a better financial situation. I think if someone is walking through a lot of brokenness in their life, especially as relates to like healing from a bad relationship, mm-hmm. I think it's probably not the right season to enter marriage. You probably want to get healed as much as you can yeah, on the other side of marriage totally. before inviting someone in to share that brokenness with you. Mm-hmm. Um, cause in marriage you will share whatever brokenness you have. And so 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 I just think it's kindness to try to get yourself um, as healed and secure in the knowledge of your identity um, in Christ before you walk into marriage. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, but be as knowing of yourself as you possibly can be and then knowing of your future spouse as you can be so Mm -hmm. that that'll set the stage for future fights where you won't spend as much time just in mystery of like, why do we keep getting into this same fight? You'll know like it's Mm -hmm. because God made Dina this way. It's because God made Shane that way, and those two don't uh, go together great. So we'll just have to work through that tension.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Sometimes it can just be hanging up a picture on the wall. <laughs> it
0: can just To <laughs> <it's a> spark <laughs> a fight. Yeah. Guys, we're going to be like 50 <laughs> years into marriage, and we're still going to get someone else to come hang so our So do pictures. you
2: just not have that many pictures on the wall or we <laughs> definitely don't have very many pictures oh, man. on the wall
0: and the ones the precious few we did mm-hmm. were um i don't think we i think we maybe have hung like three pictures together but everyone else uh <laughs> every single other picture i got a friend to come help me or just
1: it's like i'm
0: gonna take seven hours to do this but i'm not gonna shane invite shane into this room no yeah. or vice versa like yeah. i'll do this mm-hmm. yeah he actually got me picture frames like a couple Christmases ago and I was like you want to have a fight or something (laughs) like what is this and they sat in our garage for a year (laughs) before I put them up it's that intense guys so you can you can pray over that for our marriage we will
1: do yeah (laughs) well um, my question would be um, I feel like a lot of young Christians get to the stage where they have this calling or they have this passion or anointing of whatever that is and they get to this stage or the season of where they don't get the opportunity they want or they get disappointed because the thing that they thought would happen didn't happen, et cetera, mm-hmm. and they just find themselves in this season of like kind of almost stagnant or waiting. Mm. what would you say to uh someone going through that season of their life going to where like okay, they know okay, maybe this is this is what i'm I'm supposed to do i I'm so sure and uh or like i've I'm so passionate about this, but Nothing's really happening yet or it seems super slow or no doors are opening up. What would you say to that young Christian?
0: Yeah, I would say uh, several things. I think it's so real. I had that season. I heard very distinctly from God when I was, I think I was like 19 years old, what I was supposed to do with my life. It was a big dream and it was a big call. And, you know, upstairs in my bedroom in Northern Nevada, in a city of a hundred thousand people, I was like, I see no pathway. Yeah. And there was no one passing me the mic. There was no one, you know, totally really helping me get there. I was like, I I don't just don't know how it's gonna happen. And then I even came to that and I was like, okay, there's actual opportunity here, but I wasn't really being given that opportunity yeah. and felt, um, man, I just felt like I wasn't seen and I wasn't I wasn't even talented if I was gonna be totally honest enough. I wasn't gifted enough for what um, everyone else around me was doing. So I think the first thing that I would say is that season has a name.
1: Yeah,
0: It's called the wilderness, mm,
1: yeah. and it's in the
0: Bible. And every single person that God calls track their story. There is a wilderness season. Yeah. It's the season where you are removed from being seen. It is the season where you are being refined. It is yeah. the season where you are being tested. And it is the season where God does his deep work in you to prepare you for the work that he has called you to do. That's good. So I'd say if you feel overlooked, if you feel like opportunity is just not coming, then know that you're probably in a season that's the wilderness. That season is God's kindness. As someone who is on the other side of the wilderness, I can look at my life and say, Man, if God, if it had not been through for those long years where I felt alone, those long years where I felt not seen, those long years where I had to ask myself the question, will I live for God even if it's not working out for me in terms of what I want to be doing with my life? If I hadn't had those years, if I'd been just propelled into what I'm getting to do now and Um, or you're like, Dina, your life is actually not that cool. Like, but you know, but think about the person that you see on the stage, the person that you see visible, whoever it is that is doing the thing that you aspire to do and that you feel called to do. I promise you that if they did not have the wilderness season, Mm. man, they're feeling this intensity of like people looking at them and people demanding things of them Mm. without necessarily having the reserves of strength and character that the wilderness season creates in you. So first of all, don't envy anyone that has a shortcut to where they want to be. I mean, the person that gets famous overnight, the person that gets the opportunity overnight, never envy that person in your heart. Pray for that person. Mm. Don't be jealous of them. Pray for them because they're in a really perilous place and accept from God the season that you're in and just say, As long as you see fit to have me in this season where I'm just learning and I'm growing and I'm being refined into the person you want me to be, I'll be there. Yeah. Because I'm I'm in it for you, God. Totally. I'm not in it for the stage. I'm not in it for the opportunity. I'm not even in it to minister. Mm-hmm. I'm in it for you. And yeah. if you're here in the wilderness, then I'm good to stay in the wilderness. Mm.
1: Yeah, that's good. It reminds me a lot of uh, the story of David when he gets anointed and yes. he goes right back to what he's doing. And obviously, he gets called to yes. like play the the uh, mm-hmm. the harp later on. But before even then, he's still like people forget there's years in between that. Like it's yes. not like the day after he goes straight yeah. to uh, just sh- like straight to what to what he's called to do. You know what I mean? That's he's so there for job. a while. So That'll preach. Yeah, I think it's like a a season of like almost hiding. You know what I mean? It's like Mm. like God's like hiding you. You know what I mean?
0: Even when you like read Acts, you see, you know, Saul becoming Paul and then Mm. like one chapter later, he's like preaching to the masses and he's this force within the church. But if you read the story carefully, there's a period of a couple years, the lost years of Paul, where we have no idea. Yeah. What he was doing. We just know that he wasn't known, he wasn't seen, he was he was no longer persecuting the church, but he was not yet leading the church. Mm-hmm. Even Paul, this crazy overnight sensation, so it seems when you read scripture, had that wilderness. Totally. Yeah. It's really good.
3: It's yeah.
2: really good. Man, this whole time I've just so zoned and zoned like in, yeah. zoned, not zoned out, zoned in, like locked in yeah. on what you were saying. I almost forgot I had to ask a question.
0: Um, you don't, you don't have to. Lizette. If you yeah. just want to yeah. receive this, well, great.
2: hey, I think. Uh, <laughs> wow, this is so good, so fire. Uh, what I was thinking earlier, I mean, it's not a super deep question, but you're Dina, so maybe you can take it deep. Um, <laughs> what if you are reading a book right now? What yeah. is it? And. What is, what's a book that you would recommend to a young Christian leader of today that you're like, you have to read this book?
0: Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's... Other than deep, the Bible. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, we We were talking to Jason Kane on the podcast mm-hmm. and he was saying that leaders are readers. And I was thinking about that and I was like, you know, I don't consider myself well read. I consider myself well thought. Mm-hmm. Like... I, it'd probably shock you guys to know, but I probably read maybe like two to five books a year, which I understand. Maybe that sounds like a lot, but th- yeah, you like, probably like, oh, Dina, she's like, people always think about I she's see like that. an intellect. Yeah. I can see that. I, what that I read. Like a lot. So. Thank you. Big my eyes, like, good job, I you. Know, you know, read the Bible <laughs> last yeah. year. Yeah, that's that, hey, that's huge that you're actually reading the Bible, but Honestly, like I don't read a ton, but what I read, I read really deeply and I think about. And so, it's probably so crazy, but I read two to page, like two to three pages at a time. Mm. So my my life right now, my rhythm right now is I'm a mom of two young kids. I work at Thrive College. I do a lot of different things. But a lot of a lot of my day is just following two kids around and being mm-hmm. like, what what's the game we're playing next? Like mm-hmm. the other day I was taking Rye into the doctor's office and we were spies. And like, we're just like fully in and we were not reading at that time. So I don't have a lot of, I don't give a lot of time to reading. I, I have time, but I don't give a lot of time. But when I do read, I read two to three pages at a time and I go deep. And so that was a really long answer to say, I'm rereading a book that I read three years ago that really impacted me. It's called Rhythms of Renewal by Rebecca Lyons. And three years ago, I was in the middle of my first rounds of facing for the first time in my life anxiety. I know we on a previous episode, we've talked about mm-hmm. our struggles with anxiety and um, or maybe you didn't even know that was part of my story, but you shared that was part of your story. And I just found myself in this season where I was like, I'm anxious. What is happening to my body and my mind? And um, so I ended up reading this book, Rhythms of Renewal. And it was so life-giving to me because it talked about the four four rhythms that we need to constantly be renewing ourselves. It's rest, Mm -hmm. restore, connect, and create. So I was in a season of feeling anxious. And so I was like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to reread that. And so it was so good to go back and think about okay how am i resting am i getting enough sleep am i shortcutting sleep or am i truly resting yeah. am i observing sabbath really well am i filling it with things that actually are are restful for my soul and then restore it's kind of like about working out and eating healthily and all of the things that actually restore us and then connect am i connecting to the right people and then the create uh, rhythm, which is like, God has given you certain gifts, whether it's building things or, hmm. you know, building buildings <laughs> or, you know, more like nowadays, probably writing a worship song. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Building what? Building a set. A building a set. There you go. Yeah. I'm pretty much an architect, like nice clean yeah. lines. <laughs> um, so am I, am I taking the gifts that God has given me and actually building something for his kingdom? I creating alongside my creator? So that would be a book that I would definitely recommend, Rhythms of Renewal. And then, sorry, Ty, this is not going to be super uh, instructive for you, but (laughs) for my two ladies, I read a book that Pastor Ray recommended many years ago. It's called Dream Big. It's the biography of Henrietta Mears. Mm. And there's theology. And I think the theology of what the Bible says women cannot do in terms of leadership is very important. You should study the Bible first and foremost and what it says about that. And you should come to your own conclusions um, and make sure you're living out what you believe the Bible says. But then there's also like reading what God has in fact done. And when I read the biography of Henrietta Mears, it just I felt like it exploded my lid of possibility for what God might want to do with my life and who he might want to use me to reach. And all of all of the limitations that I put on myself as a leader from like, oh well, I don't want people to see me this way or that way or just completely blown away by reading this amazing biography of this woman who lived for Jesus and loved people so well and and led so many people. She was incredibly influential in people like Billy Graham's life. And so I'd say for any woman who is grappling with the question of what can I do as a leader, read that book. It is so inspiring. You got to suffer through the first couple chapters, I'm going to be honest with you, (laughs) uh, because they're a little boring. But from then, it's a very good read.
2: Man, you're inspiring me to read. I asked that question because I am I've been wanting to get into more of those, like, disciplines of, I want to become a reader. i always said that I hate reading, but I yes. wasn't raised like Adina. I just love reading my favorite <laughs> subject in kindergarten. But I was like, I really want to get into it. And yeah. I think it's interesting that you say that you literally read one to two pages a day. Yeah. because. I think oftentimes, I mean, I've done this and I know so many people probably have too, is like we just read just to consume and not really like process what it's actually teaching us and living it out because that's Mm -hmm. what books are, you know, supposed to do is actually like transform our our minds and actually give us a new perspective on things in a different way of living. And so I feel like that's even a good tip just to be like, hey, you know, reading, Uh, some sort of book doesn't have to be like, you have to get multiple chapters done no, a day. Um, no. But yeah, I even think about that with like the Bible. I think yeah. so many times it gets overwhelmed with, oh mm-hmm. man, okay, I got to sit down. I got to read this whole thing and try to get through Mark or whatever. And then, yeah. um, but really taking the time to dissect each scripture, you'd be, you know, blown away with what you find and yeah. some things that you're like, oh, I actually didn't know that that word meant that, or I've always overlooked this passage or totally. certain things yeah. like that. So yeah, finding the your your own rhythm and season of, okay, I only have a, a couple of chapters today or one chapter, so, it's, so know, good. it's good.
0: Speaking of reading the Bible, I feel like so many people have a challenge reading the Bible. I think if, you, um, if you're approaching scripture and you're like, I do not understand what I'm reading, <laughs> like what is happening, why is God so mean, like mm. if, if that is your general approach to scripture... I do recommend that you read one page at a time, you know, one chapter at a time. I think you just got to start somewhere of getting it inside of you. Mm -hmm. But I think there's also, there's something to, you know, if you try to (laughs) read, if you try to watch a movie in one minute increments, you're going to be so confused forever. Right. So think about your favorite movie and then, you know, Mm -hmm. one minute at a time. So there needs to be a moment in your life Mm -hmm. where even if you pick up a stinking, I love that I just said stinking. You can tell I'm <laughs> a mom stinking. If you pick up a, a kid's Bible, right? Totally. I'm talking like 40 pages and most of them are pictures. Yeah, Pick up a kid's Bible. Yeah, Read it through get the whole story inside of you because i promise you once you get the whole story of scripture inside of you it's like reading the sparks notes mm. then you'll have a place to put those one minute you know readings yeah. of scripture in um, and so i i read a chapter of the bible every day like i don't just sit down probably kevin thompson does and is like here's all of the scripture <laughs> yeah. he's the holy one who brings his bible in <laughs> to the yeah. podcast but, um, yeah, get the whole story inside of you and then don't put the pressure on. I got to read it through all of Mark. Just read it one chapter at yeah. a time. Yeah. I love That's that. Really
1: good. Yeah. I actually did something like that. I did this Bible plan called the shred and it's the whole Bible in a month. Crazy. <sighs> oh, and, uh, it kind of like, like did it, you
0: have to read to, it was like
1: 30, at least 30 chapters a day, <gasps> oh, but pretty goodness. crazy. And it's like, it's like a, you're not supposed to like obviously study every single one, yeah. Yeah. but like it really, honestly, like I learned so much from it more than. I thought I would and it like yeah. really opened up my eyes in terms of like what's actually happening, the story, mm. when the timeline, etc. And like man, it like opened up my eyes and when I get into those like one, like I'm just studying one page, like now I know everything surrounding it, you know what I mean? I don't have to like freak out, etc. And yeah. like it just, I don't know, when you get like the generalization of what's happening then you're able to go in yeah. deep like more yeah. clear. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a different Love kind that. of shred challenge. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna wake up with some abs, but you're gonna spiritually fit, man. That is
0: awesome. Yeah. That yeah. was sick. Where'd you find that?
1: Uh on the Bible app. It's actually uh a f- I forget who it is, but this he's like a famous pastor too who made it. Okay. Uh, Bible plan. But yeah, Love it. check it out.
0: Check it out. Um, check it out. So, so cool. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Um <laughs> I'm good. I thought that was great. I-, I loved it too. Okay. So I, I felt like Lizette was going to grab the reins and end the podcast officially because oh. of the yeah. seat of power.
2: Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was just going to ask, hey, can I borrow that book when you're done? When you're done you got so it. Let <laughs> me know. I, mean, I
0: got it on Kindle, but I will definitely get you a copy with it. You
2: got it. Sick. So All fun. right. You were
0: talking about my children's Bible or my- I
2: mean both, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, really? <laughs> She's like, no, sorry. I'm reading it. Jo- uh, Judah will only let us read the um, story of Noah's Ark. <laughs> She's oh, okay. like I want to see the animals I'm like child okay but no so I love you guys thank you so much for peppering yeah, me with yeah, your questions on you. speaking to you guys awesome. yeah. thank you for joining us today on the Thrive College Podcast we hope that today's episode has empowered you to navigate the challenges and the opportunities of your future and your faith If you really enjoyed our conversation today and appreciated what we had to offer, we would love for you to write a five-star written review and share it with your friends. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.